0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, Episode 11. Chris Worthington alongside Brandon Peta. What's up, gang? 11 episodes. It's this like, is wild. dude. It's like 11 weeks plus or minus a Yeah, no, yeah, we've, we've been
1: we've been good at it, consistent.
0: Yeah, dude. know the. Podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying these. You know, we're trying to turn out one a week for you guys. Heck yeah. No, so. they've
1: been uh, they've been a lot of fun. And um, today, me and Chris were discussing. We didn't have have a guest for this week but I was thinking of some ideas and I thought that this topic, um, I honestly, I'm genuinely very interested to hear uh, what Chris has to say about this. And and the topic I actually, I asked Chris, I was like, what do you think about me interviewing you and asking you about what it was like to be in the bodybuilding show and how that, like what got you interested in it and uh, like how it caught your attention and the whole process behind it, because obviously working out so much like it's going to come across people's minds like you know what i've been pushing the limits i've been getting after like maybe this is something like that i would want to enter and uh i think it's super important to hear the backstory from someone who's who's been there and and been through the uh, process of it all and i think people really just would uh, love and and benefit from hearing from you man
0: yeah so i've actually i've done four competitions in my life and it's through two competition seasons we'll say so i did Two seasons where I competed twice while I was really, really lean and then bulked back up and then I did it again, got super lean, and then did two competitions. Um my last one was right before this like the COVID strike. And um that competition I had played second in, 17 guys in the open class. It was always a dream of mine to become a professional bodybuilder. I it was like a goal. At one point it, w- it was like was my main driving factor in the gym
1: was that before like was so rewind for a second. yeah, was yeah this yeah, like I'm, no, no no oh my bad yeah. i wasn't even getting into the first questions but now that we're already into it we might as well keep flowing um so wait did was your dream at the end of high school like when you started lifting or was during high school or when did you like really get introduced to it
0: so i got int- well i got introduced to weightlifting through baseball workouts and And then from there, when we were doing those workouts, I I wanted more, so it was, I was watching YouTube. Just like a lot of the kids these days are watching YouTube, and I would say that most of the influencers now aren't really competitors, but back when we were growing up, I'd say like 10 years ago, the people that were on social media um, and were on YouTube were competitive bodybuilders, so I was watching people like Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, Phil Heath, um, Jeremy Buendia, Sadiq, like these are household names from about, probably five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember watching you know, countless videos and Olympia season and, and just these monsters. And, and fresh out of high school, the goal was like, I want to get huge. like I want to be like an open bodybuilder, massive legs, big, thick neck, arms, mm-hmm. everything. Um, and then you kind of find out that, that they're not exactly natural, <laughs> so maybe that isn't the best route, but they definitely inspired me and and that's what initially brought bodybuilding to my attention and they would post the vlogs and the, the lifestyle and you kind of see how they would live their life with the training, the eating, um, the getting ready for the competitions. And that was like the first time I was really exposed okay. um, to the culture, I guess you could say, of bodybuilding because it really is uh, It's kind of like a pageantry. Mm-hmm. Like it's like showcasing your hard work all mm-hmm. in you know, one package on a given day, mm-hmm. um, which is different than a lot of other sports and most people actually don't even consider it really a sport. It's more of like a hobby or... Is it in the Olympics or... No. Like There's that. powerlifting, which is completely different because you're training to perform on a on a given day. But really, bodybuilding... Well, they say powerlifting, Olympic lifting, is training hard to be at your peak performance on the day of competition where... Mm-hmm. On a, and you're probably looking your worst, to be honest, because you're all carb loaded and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then bodybuilding's the exact opposite. You are working your tail off to look the absolute best of your life but actually feel the worst and weakest of your life Mm -hmm. on that day so yeah that's how I was initially kind of exposed to it went to school and started learning exercise science and dietetics and I trained all throughout like I loved working out and it was always like I wanted to look good and there was one summer that I got really lean and looking back on everyone was like dude you should have competed like in that moment though, like they always say, um, you don't realize things when they're right in front of you. Like, so I got, I think it was summer of 2017, 2018. I was like ridiculously shredded and I was not tracking macros. I was not doing planned cardio. I was just doing like my normal split on my feet all day and eating clean is Mm -hmm. what I thought. And I was like, Having mood swings, <laughs> low libido, and like I didn't even know what was going on. I was mm-hmm. like, little. I, I I had seen like but the bodybuilders, but I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not that lean. Mm-hmm. But really, looking back on it, I was. I was probably down around five, six percent body fat. Well, wow, and this was, and so this was without the intention of even entering a competition. No intention of entering. I was not quote-unquote dieting.
1: I just knew I was eating clean. Wow. And I wasn't messing up on my diet, like, at all. How long do you say... How long would you say you were cutting, you think, at that point to get that lean? So,
0: at that point, it was my junior, junior year of college, I believe. And um, coming out after that. And I had... Initially, it's kind of weird, but I was, like... I was... I wanted to cross train, so I started, it was that spring semester, so around January, going back to school of my junior year, I started to cross train, and I was like, running with weighted vests on, and I was like, I just wanna be a, a beast.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, cardio became like a part of my routine, but like I said, it wasn't like structured. like, oh, I have to do it 20 minutes a day, it was just like something that I did, because I enjoyed it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: on top of the weight training, and I think it was really cleaning up the diet, and getting super clean with it, that led me to getting that lean, but like I said, so probably in a matter of six months. So it was like a six-month six, Yeah, period. it was like a slow... I mean, I wasn't even weighing myself yet. When I was in college, I didn't have a scale. I didn't have anything. So I didn't really... No, I mean... And I didn't cut out everything, especially in the beginning. It was like I was still drinking every once in a while, going out and having meals with my girlfriend and stuff. So it wasn't like I was just like completely cold turkey on all that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and then... That's when I actually started my Chris Rippman physique Instagram account, and mm-hmm. people would like comment, like, "Yo, you should compete. You should compete." Oh, okay.
1: Wow. So all that happened prior to you even Deadpool going competition. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: so that, so then you know people are reaching out telling me that, and I, I don't remember what happened. Something had happened. I think I, I broke my ribs. I know that you broke your <laughs> in ribs. a freak accident. Yeah, or oh no no I remember I was on vacation actually in Disney, and I was watching a YouTube video. Um, and I, I, I still remember this day I was watching a YouTube video and they were talking about how you get super lean. Cause I was wondering, I was like, why I used to tell my mom, I'm tired. That's why I was snapping at her. Mm. So here's, this is one of those side effects of getting that lean. So I was snapping at my mom and I, and for no reason, she'd be like, Hey, can you do your laundry? And I'd be like,
1: what, what do you mean? What sure. you?
0: And, and yes, I was super busy. I was working two jobs and both of them were active jobs mm. and going to the gym, waking up at four a.m. So I, I blamed it on, I was like, I'm tired. I'm cranky. Mm-hmm. Um, but little did I know that I actually had hormonal imbalances because of how lean I was getting. And then I watched a video about low libido. I believe it was Christian Guzman from dieting because he was doing summer shredding. And I was on vacation at Disney, laying out by the pool. And I was like, almost immediately, I pull out my fitness pal because I did start to download it at the end when I created the Chris Roman Physique Instagram account. And I was like, I was like, I gotta change this into at least maintenance. Mm-hmm. So I remember, like, literally just watching one video, I was like, wow, like, my hormones are in the gut- gutter right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the reason I've been snapping. That's the reason, like, I have low libido.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, gotta, I gotta put some fat on. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went from, I'm living this healthy lifestyle, I'm shredded, I'm, this is awesome, to, yeah. wait, maybe I'm not doing as much good as I thought. So mm-hmm. I, I immediately brought it up to maintenance. And I remember going back to my fall semester of college and being like, all right, let's bulk. No, us bulk. bulk. (laughs) And then actually that's when the broken ribs happen. And I probably like put on a quick, like 10, 15 pounds of like water and glycogen and I felt much better. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I kind of did that and hovered around there. And then it was again, or it was the right after Valentine's day of 2019, um, that I decided I was going to compete. And I knew like I'm starting, I had bulked, I was about 25 pounds heavier than the last summer and I knew that this time I was gonna make that dig mm. and I was, gonna, I was gonna step on stage.
1: But you were gonna do it this time, did you have any like um, doing it the next time? Were you gonna alter something since you were gonna track your macros to make sure you're yes. gonna get your fats in this so, time? So believe it or not, you can have your fats
0: in and hormones will still go. to shit. So, yes, I did this time so this time around I had a game plan I knew what my cardio was going to be, I knew what my training was going to be, macros calories, the whole nine yards Um, and it really didn't take long at all. So I had started in February and keep in mind I've never bulked, I've never cut, so I had no idea like 25 pounds, we talk about weight loss like oh you're going to lose a pound or two a week so I'm Mm -hmm. thinking okay maybe 16, 17, 18 know four or five months down the road i'd be ready to do a show Mm -hmm. um yeah no like (laughs) like eight weeks later i was feeling like crap like lean as hell again and Mm -hmm. like i i wasn't even on like super low calories i just super active i'm learning you know this is a thing about learning about my body too i'm now i'm learning okay maybe i have a faster metabolism than i thought Mm -hmm. um so that first competition season was really hard because typically when you do get down to those super low body fat and you feel like just dog crap. Like mm-hmm. I remember like walking across the parking lot would be like ugh, like draining, mm-hmm. exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and your mouth is constantly dry because of like low blood sugar. And there's a lot, of, they call it diet brain, but you almost get like lightheaded, so kind of spacey. I'd like mm-hmm. to say like you're almost not present in the moment mm-hmm. um, because your body's in a sense of like a, a state of survival. And it only, so the, this competition season, it only took me about eight weeks to get to that point. It only took you eight weeks. Eight, ten weeks, I was, I mean, shredded. There was, could, yeah, pinch my skin and it would snap right back. Like, <laughs> there was no fat on my body. And, and this was, and I, I pushed myself pretty hard because I was nervous about like two pounds a week. That sounds like a lot. Sure. And I remember being really strict on myself. Um, going into it and something that we talk about a lot now is like refeed days and there was I didn't have any planned refeed days I didn't have a coach I had nobody like looking after my prep which is I think a big mistake when it comes to competing like you should have somebody at least overseeing your macros and mm-hmm. everything um but I did have like one episode where like I was dieting for like six seven eight weeks hard and I got lean and I knew the competition wasn't for another like eight weeks, like two yeah, months. it's a long time. So
1: like, what and, do you do at that point?
0: Yeah, so I, I had like I remember an episode of like binging where I ate food that wasn't on my diet plan for the first time in two months, mm-hmm. and like being that lean, and I like, just couldn't stop eating. Yeah, <laughs> it was Holy insane. I was shit, at a party. Yeah, up. I was at a party, and I was, and I was with my ex girlfriend at the time, and I remember someone made a comment like. Yeah, your boyfriend can eat a
1: lot.
0: <laughs> and I was just housing food. Like I there was I was that was locked. your party.
1: Everyone else is on the dude, alcohol yeah. and you just at the fucking food dude, table. <laughs> dude, it was
0: bad. And and um and that that happened and then after that that was like for me, that was like almost like a dog getting punished. I was like, You're never doing that again. Like you gotta mm-hmm. show. I was so driven and dedicated on like doing this first show. Mm-hmm. And then I continued to dig. like I, for, So I'm ready probably about eight weeks out, and I continue to dig when people around me are like, don't, like, chill. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. Sure. And crazy enough, but I actually went back to Florida to see my sister, and I got home from that vacation. And I maintained a diet. I mean, a 10-day vacation. I did not go off track once. I didn't miss a cardio session, a weight session. Like, I was, like, to a T. Mm-hmm. And I came back, and I was, like, I literally ruined my vacation because I felt like dog crap the whole time, mm-hmm. and then come back and I was like, when's the next show, Like, when's the next closest show I can get on scene? I knew there was one in Albany, but I ended up finding this one out in Boston by the same organization. And I was like, yep, signing up. Yep. I don't care that I have to buy a hotel, whatever. I want to get this shit over with. <laughs> so I went out to Boston about 10 days after a 10-day vacation, which is kind of crazy. Like, most people, I remember like being on vacation waiters are like how the hell are you like you're getting chicken and broccoli Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah (laughs) Yeah. and um so did that and I think I placed fourth that was my first show ever and I was a nervous like wreck Mm -hmm. because it's so like overwhelming getting on stage in front of people and you're kind of like there's these hot lights on you and you're eating carby food so you're like pumped up and looking full and there's this competitive nature and like you want to kind of show up the people around you what's like the uh, yeah
1: so what's like that what's the atmosphere like when you know that your competition like you're just trying to like look like it's like friendly you guys like respect a- among one I, another or is I, it kind of like uh, like a dog fight out there i don't know i feel
0: like there's always like one or two guys that you can tell backstage are like they're here for victory and like they don't want anything to do with anyone the way that i look at it is i've spent the last 12 13 14 15 16 weeks to get ready for this day i'm gonna enjoy the the hell out of it Yeah, yeah, yeah and usually i'm like you're you're eating food you're making friends with people from all over i mean now i've done them in boston albany new hampshire and new jersey so it's like meeting people from all over the entire kind of northeast and people that share a similar passion. That's the one thing too, because you don't meet too many, like people that are into bodybuilding, but then you have people that actually have competed. Mm-hmm. And that's like a select few within the fitness community. So mm-hmm. to be around 50, 60, 70 other men and women that are, are competing along, like they know what it took to get there. They know, know that struggle of being low body fat and not eating a carb when you need it and mm-hmm. waking up hungry in the middle of the night and, and not being able to have that snack. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to be surrounded by like a group and community of people that like mm-hmm. are on the same mission as you. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely like a positive yeah. of, of doing that. Yeah. And, and you know, you hear people with all different types of stories. Um, I think I'm very unconventional, by the way, because like I said, I, that first time around, I did it in Boston, placed fourth, and then the Albany show was three weeks later. And, after already being in a shitty situation for about a month and a half, yeah. like you would think, you'd be like, yo, Chris, like back out. No, yeah. like, I, oh, I gotta be on my home turf now because I didn't win. <laughs> and then, yeah, so three weeks more of suffering, ruining my summer, um, <laughs> putting myself through absolute hell. And then I think I came in like third in that one. What are
1: they uh, judging? Like, so they're, What are they judging?
0: So they're judging your symmetry, stage presence, like, explain um,
1: symmetry so know.
0: symmetry is like your muscle bellies um, like the way your shoulders are proportionate to your waist mm. um, your leg size uh, maybe how so like there's leanness overall leanness and I feel like a lot of natural bodybuilding like they want to see you like really fucking sorry for my language like mm-hmm. bone dry and shredded like oh this guy suffered cause that <laughs> yeah, yeah like okay. that's almost how I feel like they kind of want to see you like oh yeah he's super shredded mm-hmm. um, and then posing is a big thing so like the way that you display it, the confidence, the flow um, of the movement that you make on stage, it it almost becomes really clear. Like you could have an amazing physique, amazing body that you've worked for, but if you're super stiff and you look nervous, mm-hmm. it it sticks out like a sore thumb.
1: And this is kind of like
0: brings back to what you said about like it's like a pageantry. It like is. Pageantry. So the the way that you display it, the, and then even if they say like you do quarter turns, so they'll be like face the front, face the side, kind of like rear. But it's like you—you it, you don't. You're not just up there facing the front, and then you like pivot your feet and turn to the side. Like you have transitions that are showing other body parts, mm-hmm. sneaking in flexes um, to draw the judges' eyes towards mm-hmm. you. Um, I know one way because I did them at 21 and 22 years old, and I was typically the youngest competitor on stage. Something that I did um, that led to like my successes, especially in the second time round, was like. I would walk on stage because I was having so much fun. Like, I'd work, I used to, ugh, I used to torture myself. Like, <laughs> cut out the world, no friends, no nothing, no, like, I'm gonna live and breathe and die this shit for, you know, 16 weeks. And, um, I was having so much fun that, like, the confidence of my smile, my, I would walk out on that stage like I had already won it. And there's a 35-year-old dude next to me that's got 30 pounds of muscle on me, and I would beat him. But I think it's that it would... I would draw the attention of the judges. I would come in a great shape, but like, that's what I've been known for, like to be shredded, shredded. Mm-hmm. But I think I would draw the attention because I was so enthusiastic and, and so confident. And, mm-hmm. and that was like, that's the pageantry. Mm-hmm. There's guys that are up there that look 10 times better than me, but they look stiff as a board and like, mm-hmm. like they're miserable they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And they put in just as much work as me. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it just as long. Mm-hmm. But the the difference was, I played a part that day Mm -hmm. and they didn't like I put on an act Mm -hmm. so that's that and that's like something like you can't no matter how much practicing you do when there's hundreds of people in an audience staring at you with your shirt off Mm -hmm. and there's judges watching you it's scary like you're shaking like you're nervous Mm -hmm. um there's nothing comfortable about it especially the first time um but yeah it it's for me. It's fun mm-hmm. Like I think it's really cool to get out there and display all that hard work and when you put it in that like Like the hard work's done. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you can go in there there with the mindset Like the hardest parts already over now mm-hmm. just go have fun enjoy it mm-hmm. and eat a bunch of rice cakes backstage You look beanie mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, and that's why and I learned it pretty quickly like Especially my first couple shows like I would be looking to the guys next and be like, oh, they're huge like
1: mm-hmm.
0: clearly more developed than me, clearly bigger, stronger. But I realized that I, I was beating them, and it wasn't a matter of.
1: It was like that confidence. It like was that the stage presence, ride. yeah. yeah that stage and
0: ride. that's what the judges would say to me, and and they'd be like, every time I would get like a judge's judges feedback, they called it. But I would get feedback from them, and they'd be like, "Your confidence, like you're you're someone that we can remember." Yeah, hell and yeah. Like I've been invited back to shows by the promoters, like by judges, like. Because they want to, they they want to, kind of see a young kid do it.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. side, that's amazing. So it's been fun. Yeah, but so you would do, you would do and sign up for one in the future. What about like at this point in time? So, it's real. Uh, to do a, sh- a bodybuilding show is something
0: that it's not like ah uh, like you make like a last minute kind of game time decision. It's something that you really have to prepare for and and be regimented. I believe. Um, I think so. Would I do it again? I want to. Like, I think it was a dream of mine that has always been kind of pushed to the side because in college there was nothing to worry about. You went to school, and I could be a, a bodybuilder lifestyle. Now there's obviously so much going on with the business and everything, and training schedule. So it's very hard to have that routine and dedication to be like I'm gonna wake up at four. I'm going to do my workout from this time to this time. I'm gonna eat my meal. I'm gonna do my cardio. I'm going to then take a nap. Like this is kind of like the the lifestyle of a bodybuilder. And another thing too is like I when I was doing the shows, I it was a lot of shutting out the world around me. Mm-hmm. Because it was like I was focused on one day, one goal, mm-hmm. um and, and making every day like perfect and the best it could be. And there's a lot of commitment, like the practicing and posing. So I really would love to see myself give it another crack. Like I want I wanna win that pro card, which I would need to place first in the open class, they call it. Okay. Um, which means everyone of all ages and skill levels are competing against each other to win number one overall. Okay. And the last show that I did I came in second, and that's what okay. I was kind of saying in the beginning. And the first time around I had overdieted. I had come in too emaciated, like skinny, stringy. The second competition season I had My buddy who I had met at one of the first shows that I did, he oversaw everything and would say, like, you need a cheat meal. You need to do this. Mm -hmm. You need to do that. And um, having those second pair of eyes helped me not get too skinny and Mm -hmm. shredded. Okay. It kept me fuller and not over dieting. So having that second pair of eyes definitely helped. Um, And I came in a little bit heavier, fuller, stronger, but still really lean. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll never forget, like, coming in second, (laughs) the guy that beat me, rightfully so. Like this guy probably he was probably like forty years old, trained probably twenty years of his life, two hundred pounds, shredded, like solid sure. muscle build, like he earned that. Mm-hmm. Um and he killed it on the stage too. Mm-hmm. So there was no doubt in my mind. Um but I did I think what always left me bitter was I competed and literally like two days later it was a shutdown. Or three days later, like oh, I go Saturday, yeah. Oh wow. And then I came home back to New York and it was like shut down that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And at the time we had no idea what was going on, but I, I remember talking to Jared uh Shepard from out in Boston who was overseeing me, and I was like, "Dude, like we'll just hold off, and we're gonna give us another crack, we're gonna get the pro card." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, COVID's happening, so I'm working out in the basement, and we're, I'm like, "Yo, this show's not canceled yet; it's three weeks away. So like, we, we, you know, we'll do this one, and then that mm-hmm. show would get canceled." And I'm like, "Oh, there's a show now in another three weeks," and so that almost like that same thing that happened in the first go around of like, I'm going to continue dieting mm-hmm. when I shouldn't be. Um And we tried to like keep me at like a maintenance, but it, it ended up like with no end in sight to the COVID, I just said, time to switch up the goal. Sure. And that's what keeps things interesting too. So I, at that point I said, you know, we're not going to be competing and I'm happy I did. Cause there was not another show. I don't think the entire so calendar you're year. So you just kind of
1: killing yourself. Yeah. So no you,
0: be, and, and people would die. Oh my, I feel bad cause people would diet and there were shows in like, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, in the summer of 2020, and then that the last minute, week before, they posted the cancellation. Oh no shit! Like, imagine dieting and getting that lean for a direct day and goal, and then them. And I, I was like, if that happened to me, no. And
1: that's so, actually, that actually brings up a question that I have. Like, so, what would you say is like what makes it go transition from like dieting, like a regular diet someone's on, to like. You're going for bodybuilding, like it's like I feel like obviously it's a next level of like an extreme, but at what point does that transition? Like where does that happen? That extremeness. I
0: think. I think the extremeness comes when it becomes almost an obsession, Mm -hmm. and an unhealthy obsession. So like, there's one thing to diet down to like be ready to go on the beach and look good and have a six pack. Like that's I don't think there's nothing wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You're doing your cardio. You're you're eating healthy foods but it's when you get to a point where you're really lean and you know you're starting to make yourself unhealthy because Mm -hmm. your hormones are out of whack maybe you're experiencing the mood swings maybe you're very lethargic and like i know like when i was very dude when i was lean like that it's like i would wake up i'd go to the gym i'd work out i'd come home and i have to take a nap yeah i would wake up an hour later and try to like Scavenger any energy that i could to be like i'm gonna go walk on the treadmill Mm -hmm. and then i would go walk on the treadmill and it was like from that then i would need another nap Mm -hmm. like when your energy is that low and you're like real and i mean Mm -hmm. heart rate's really slow like now we're in an unhealthy state that's not maintainable Mm -hmm. so unless you have like a photo so at that point like if if you want to push yourself that far and not call a bodybuilding schedule yourself a photo shoot Mm -hmm. like do something of some sort to have that deadline but then you need to reverse the mindset and say, we need to get to a place where at least I'm healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So that's, and that can be really tricky because you're seeing yourself at a state that's super lean and shredded and like now to go the other way is so hard mm-hmm. mentally to overcome like, oh, I just worked really, really hard to get this great looking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now, and especially when when you are that lean, your body is like a dried out sponge. and a drop of water, it's going to... Mm-hmm.
1: Just absorb. Do you do you think that um, the level like to have as much success to get like a pro card or something? Do you think feeling that kind of shitty, honestly, for no better words, is like inevitable? Like that's that's part of the process. It is. Or okay. Yeah. yeah to get I, to that like little. I
0: think like I that. think that yeah, and I think there's different like levels to it. So what I've learned, so if I if I decide which it is one of my twenty two goals to get back on to the stage at some point this calendar year, to have my life in that sense of balance to be able to do it, I would I would preferably like to do a give myself a shorter time to diet, not go at it as hard, and if anything, I'd rather show up and be too fat that day, mm-hmm. because to me, like, over-dieting is just as worse as coming in with too much fat on my body. I'd rather step on stage and be like, I probably could have gone a little bit harder, because there's probably going to be a show you know, two, three weeks later that if I did be like, yeah, no, I had another two or three weeks of dieting. All right, well, this is a practice one. Let's do it. And sure. Then, you know, I just don't think I ever want to hold myself because I, I mean mentally like holding yourself hostage mm-hmm. for so long of like weeks of just feeling tortured almost yeah. in a session sure. because you're in, and it sucks because it's a mental strength to do that, but it really, but it, what sucks is you can't tell your body, like your body doesn't know the difference between this is real life, we're starving, or, you know, like obviously I'm sitting at home and there's plenty of food around me. Yeah, exactly. There's, I could go to the grocery store and pick up, I could get a burger and feel better, mm-hmm. but, it's, and, but the body doesn't know that physiologically, it's like we are going, we're starving, we're dying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the, those negative effects are gonna come mm-hmm. when you reach that level of leanness. But I will say like being around 8%, I typically feel okay if anything, a little bit of like hypoglycemic after like a hard leg day, mm-hmm. but that, you have a meal and, and you're feeling fine. Mm-hmm. Seven, six—that's when you're starting to feel that like uh, like lethargic, dry mouth. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three—that's when you need those naps, like after everything. Yeah, and like obviously at this stage in the game, doing what I'm doing, I can't afford to to sure. those naps. How low would you say the calories ended up getting? Um, when so, you were getting that super so low. It's crazy because both competitions were different. The first competition season, because it was so long, they never really came below maybe 20, I think like 2,300, 2,400 was like a really low day. Like, oh man, 400 carb, I'm, I'm digging today. <laughs> um, Literally, like that's how it was. And the second time around, I I was dieting, um, and I got got like pretty lean, probably around 8%. And me and... Uh, my ex-girlfriend had broken up and i was like fuck bodybuilding like <laughs> i'm over it and we were, i remember me and this is 3 weeks before that last show i went out to saratoga and i binge ate i got drunk as a mother <laughs> and i remember i had an entire pizza in, in the back seat of my buddy's mom's car at the time and literally whole pizza she made me ice cream sunday when i got home like i was like i'm so over this like literally <laughs> ate probably a 10,000 calorie blowout I Woke up the next day and said, Oh, I got 19 days. Um,
1: no, shit. and
0: I literally that is, was I took 19 days of like, like no carb, like vegetable only and protein, and that's the lowest I'd ever had dieted. And that was like, mm-hmm. there was some days that were like 16, 1700 calories. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, two hours of cardio and two hour weight training session. Mm-hmm. So you're God. talking like. Four hours of physical activity on 1,700 calories Mm -hmm. for someone who only the lowest DI was like 2,400 Mm -hmm. for the time before. So I pushed myself for like three weeks and dropped like I think like 15 pounds post binge to the show. And... Like I said, it was probably the best I ever looked. <laughs> and it was funny, because backstage people were like, I haven't had a burger and so I I was like, oh man, three weeks ago, I was like pissed drunk and drink, eating pizza. Oh and now I'm here with you fine folks who have been suffering Sorry, for so folks. long. <laughs> and so there is, and there's like different ways, like to like, keep in mind, there's people can move more and eat more to lose the weight or like move less, eat less. So I'm one of those people like, I would rather Move more and eat more yeah. to lose the weight. Like, I don't – that's scary for me seeing like 1,700, 1,600 calories just because I know that like that's under my – probably my BMR. So like hmm. any activity I'm doing is almost like a negative. So I want to I, – I don't like that. I'd rather – and if I could be like a – do it 24-7 like full-time bodybuilding like that would be sick too. But, I mean, I'm not there, but at one point I kind of was because it was just like you did your bodybuilding and Then you did your homework in school and as yeah. a student I feel like it was almost like a prime time because you have your set schedule too with your classes So like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you knew like train go to class eat this meal go to class eat this meal mm-hmm. It was very everything was in Tupperware where now, you know, you guys
1: it's days are all over the place mm-hmm. it makes that regiment harder What um I'm trying to think alright, so what are like the steps the practical steps uh, young person anyone listening that's like you know what maybe it's something that I want to give a shot Like where does someone start? How does someone go? I that?
0: think the first thing to do if you're watching this is literally reach out to me and like come and have a conversation um, Because what I can do is really better describe like in detail like what it, the process is going to be like and not only that I really I would want to oversee you or have someone overseeing you because I think somewhere where i went wrong especially the first time around was not having any any accountability like any accountability or someone to tell me to like lay off the gas pedal Mm -hmm. um and i went really hard on myself never giving myself any like liberty to even have an m&m like and that created a very like i said it was almost like torture
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so what i would want is like someone to reach out and you know, what are the pros, what are the cons, is this a good time in my life, like am I in a good spot in life mm-hmm. to be able to like handle some like this and what should I do if I start to feel these waves? Mm-hmm. The second go around, my parents couldn't even tell that I was gonna compete mm-hmm. because I had learned to almost manage those waves of energy and that snapping effect. I had gotten better at controlling and understanding the why behind that mm-hmm. because so now I knew like okay, well this is just one of those waves like, the diet mm-hmm. brain's kicking in. You're feeling agitated. Take a deep breath and like respond to the people around you with love and, and you know and mm-hmm. consideration. Absolutely. Um, so it's like something like if someone wanted to get involved, I would definitely like link up with me and, mm-hmm. and and just feel free to message me, come into the gym, and we can have a conversation. And I've done that for people, and I just display like here's the pros, here's the cons. This is why it's so great. This is why it might not be so great. Um, what do you think is going to be best for you?
1: Sure. Yeah, but, dude, that makes a lot of sense. And like I said, it
0: doesn't have to be bodybuilding. Bodybuilding sick because you're on stage, but you could also, you know, schedule a photo shoot at like yeah. a gym here, mm-hmm. and like then you you have that deadline. Like I'm going to push really hard through July, you know, first, and I, now I'm going to be really in great shape for summer, and I have these sick photos, of, mm-hmm. you know, like quality. Sure. You know, you're still kind of booking that date of accountability, and I think sure that's something that bodybuilding was great at too was. You're booking a date, so you have a goal deadline, and you're you're putting money on it too. Yeah. So like, I'm putting know. money on the, almost like betting on yourself. Like I'm putting money on this date that I'm gonna be in the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to like I don't want to cheat on my diet because I made a commitment to myself and the people around
1: me, mm-hmm.
0: and then put my money on that too. Yeah,
1: exactly. That makes so, a lot of sense actually. I didn't yeah. realize that they had money the money and
0: like I said, you li- have the opportunity to link up with people that are like-minded. You saw Will was here today, William Q. I met him at a bodybuilding show. My mm-hmm. buddy Jared met at a bodybuilding show. There's plenty of them that, on Instagram that I'm still in contact with um, from all the shows that I've done, and mm-hmm. it's it's great to see where some have progressed as far as their bodybuilding career and some that have never stepped on stage mm-hmm. since the day that we did it way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and but the good news is almost everyone that I've seen that I've connected with is still in some way involved in the fitness community putting content out things of that
1: nature so yeah. what is the what are the rules on tattoos you can have them you can yeah someone told me someone told me a white lie that you no. can have you tattoos. can have
0: tattoos um uh, sometimes they do hinder like seeing the muscle belly but
1: mm-hmm. you
0: can have tattoos even yeah. a professional like olympia mr yeah. olympia bodybuilding you can have tattoos Not sure no drugs in the organization i'm with which is the OCB, but there are like untested federations. Um, we get polygraph tested in urine sample.
1: You get so, polygraph tested? Yeah, it's oh, kind of scary. wow. Holy they ask you. they're like, have
0: you ever lied to your parents? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Or have, yes. have you ever stolen from your parents? I'm like, yes. I'm thinking back to like my dad's coin jar that I used to steal <laughs> coins from and go to Stewart's with it. I was like, six. <laughs> but they ask you loaded questions that like you're not ready for. Like, yeah, sure. have you ever stolen from your parents? It's like, instinctually you want to be like, no. Yeah. But yeah. then you think about it and your heart rate goes up and you're like, uh, yes. Fucking <laughs> like <laughs> you're sweating and shit. <laughs>
1: Wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so- man, yo, it sounds, dude, bodybuilding, it's, dude, it sounds like a, it sounds like an experience that you've learned, like, so much from, just, like, from listening to, like, yeah. and the thing is, like, yeah, you, you've you had, like, like, I'm sure you would, you've, would go back and do things differently like really? I do no but but is that not like with life and anything like right. there's learning curves to everything right. if you hadn't gone through those lows then you wouldn't have been able to adapt I and would adjust not the next I time. would not be the man I am today
0: if it wasn't for competing I yeah. learned so many things about myself my body um, mentally what I could handle and I, I I think that if you're really into the sport of bodybuilding I think give it give it a go do one show mm-hmm. and you know it, just do it with guidance make sure that there's people around you that understand what's going on that you can relate to that that way when you are feeling like crap or you're not feeling your best or maybe you mess up like you, you want someone who's going to be there for you mm-hmm. um and if you have that i don't see the harm in at least trying one see if it's for you or not you might end up loving it some mm-hmm. people i mean my buddy will like He's competed
1: probably like 10-15 times like he sure. loves it and he's yeah. a pro now and, and it's like you can you hear like obviously people throwing shade about bodybuilding here and there but if it's like if people love it I mean how there's so many bodybuilders that yeah like you can say you did suffer and it is it's excruciating so tough but I also know for sure some of those bodybuilders are right after the show and they've been suffering they sign up for another fun competition, yeah. like right away, like right afterwards. And, and
0: to be honest, if people hate on it, like <laughs> ha, ha, they haven't even done it, yeah, sure. For the most part, like yeah. if you've done one, you're not going to be hating on it, yeah. Um, exactly. So, any other questions for me? No, uh, dude. Yeah. I,
1: uh, dude. I think this is. I think this is awesome. Yeah, and I, and I know I, we I have. have a, a lot we have myself. a
0: lot of young kids that are getting into, it, especially here with like influencing and and they want to try it out and, and like I said it's a great goal to have a great deadline something to look forward to like you've been dieting so hard you want to display that yeah absolutely. Um, and not just on the beach like in front of a you know and, and not only that like professional photographers everything like that you're getting all those pictures, pictures and you know there's a lot of pros, a lot of, you're about to talk me into doing one now. <laughs>
1: like something to doing one. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. There you go.
0: Once I can get my schedule on track.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's so. something else we're going to work on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, no, this was amazing, bro. I'm Thank so, uh, I'm alert And I'm happy you thought
0: of this because I think it's a good topic. Yeah. And I,
1: I, uh, that's a perfect time. To that's a
0: perfect time. <laughs> it's episode 11. We're getting an incoming phone call. Caller number 19. We will catch you on the next one. Uh,
1: peace. Thank you guys.